are you still watching the World Juniors with Canada out? That's a no from me, dog. No. And now I feel bad because I have it on in the house only because Serena's watching it. If you can believe she's that gal, and she was all studied up going into this tournament, she's watching it all. I only have it on in the house, but if it was up to me, it would be a no. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to the RP Show. Come on up inside. We're live on Game Plus Television as always. WQEE Radio and the streams. As you see, I'm in the South Florida, where the site of the biggest game in Week 18, I think, in the NFL, will be contested on Sunday night, the Buffalo Bills at the Miami Dolphins. I'm looking forward to a football chat today. Football lovers rejoice, although we will open with hockey, and you'll see in a minute. Uh, Darren Moose DuPont joining us. Uh, he's in Toronto, which they tell me is an NFL town. And uh, we're ready to go. There is a lot of CFL news today. I'll tell you that the text line's open, 902-518-3033. And, uh, tip, yeah, we have Gus Farad in hour one, Clark, right? And Jim Barker in hour two? Okay, yes, we did not clarify that this morning. But these are the guests, Gus Farad and... Jim Barker will be joining us today. And Moose, what is, what's got your football focus today? What league, what level, what, what, what? A little bit of everything, actually. You know, I'm seeing on my timeline CFL news popping a little bit. I'm seeing, um, you know, obviously the NFL weekend. I'm a little less, <sighs> today is the day, the weekend that we put, you know, our teams to rest that aren't in the playoffs. So kind of done, flush, the season's over, and then I'll focus on the playoffs and be excited. Um, but I'm kind of more geared up for Monday's uh, CFP final. I know we'll talk about that probably more on ah. Monday, but I'm more excited for that than anything right now. That's coming up in our Quick Six show topics on this Football Friday. Let me, pardon me again, Clark, is Jim Barker in the next segment, like segment two coming up where he normally is? Okay, so we gotta get it. We gotta, we gotta pick it. We gotta pick it up. Let's go. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Director Jordan and uh, awesome. we'll quit Mickey Mousen. We'll quit Mickey Mousen. We're gonna open with NHL leftovers, okay? Because we are on Canadian television, at least anchored out of Toronto Game Plus, as I mentioned. Not the scores. Not the scores on a thirteen-game NHL evening. No, the All Stars. People talking about this, and it's a big deal. Maple Leafs center Austin Matthews, Oilers center Connor McDavid, and Blackhawks rookie Connor Bedard are among the headliners for the NHL's All-Star teams unveiled last night. Matthews leads the NHL with 30 goals so far this season. Connor Bedard, the number one overall pick from Chicago, leads the Blackhawks and all rookies with 33 points. The 18-year-old North Vancouver BC product is becoming the youngest player in NHL All-Star history. He just continues to make the news and make history. Darren, in late September, when I said he might be the best player on Chicago already, I didn't really mean it. <laughs> I went, that was a tongue-in-cheek comment. Maybe Bernard's their best player. It ain't even close. It ain't even close. It's, it's, it's fun to see what he's doing, isn't it? So much fun to watch what he's doing in Chicago and to be the youngest player, I believe, ever into an all-star game. That's another feather in the cap. He's always been somebody who's just going to knock down the walls and continue to overachieve even when the expectations are sky high. So, yeah, I'll be fun to watch him in the all-star game. And 
see if he, you know, if we get a taste of Connor Bedard and, and uh, Connor McDavid, maybe somehow playing together would be kind of cool. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been around this a long time. Maybe this is a scout's son talking, but people are going to think, oh, once he gets around the All-Stars, he's going to really be exposed. No, he'll probably be better because he's one of those guys that when he's surrounded with better players, he becomes better. Some guys sink in that environment. He won't. He'll shine. He always has. And I saw Ryan from Saratoga, New York, writing in, or Albany, and he says he's heading down to, the, to New Jersey tonight to watch the Blackhawks and the Devils and Connor Bedard. The guy sells tickets. He's got shuts paw, as does Connor Mc, uh, McDavid. He's got 53 points on the year. Montreal center Nick Suzuki, Ottawa Senators left winger Brady Kajak were named to the East. In the West, Vancouver defenseman Quinn Hughes, Jets goalie Connor Hellebuck, and Flames center Elias Lindholm all making the West squad. Before we turn it right around now to football in a second, can I ask you this? How do you feel about every NHL team having a representative? Um, because I'm married to that concept, and clearly the NHL is too because they still have that. Boone Jenner's there from Columbus. Thomas Hurdle's there from San Jose. you going to tell me that certain players than them and i know the fan vote's still to come but you gotta have a player from every team you do that's what i think but not everybody thinks that do you i've seen a lot of pushback online about that exact thing obviously since the all-stars were announced um i do i think there should be an all-star from every team i think it's important um because every team has somebody who's who would be considered a superstar in the league? Is it Boone Jenner in Columbus? No. Is he the most deserving of that group? Probably, you know. But Goudreau, I think, is considered a superstar, even if he's having a down year. Um, they've got players. They've got talent. Um, the issue is you got, I think it's 10 of the top 20 scores in the National Hockey League, not on the All-Star, not in the All-Star game. Has McDavid been the best oiler this year? Probably not. Probably the most deserving would be make a guy like Zach Hyman who's been their, their you know, guy all year. Um, Dreisaitl. You know, where's William Nylander, who's having a career year? Uh, there's a lot of superstars off this list, which is yeah. tough, but I like the rule. I think the rule is still good. John Ohm checking in early from Winnipeg. Ohm, he says, I'm excited to see Connor Bedard in the All-Star game and says, I want representation from every team. Boom. Uh, Brett Taylor writes in, he says, Finland's wheels fell off at the World Juniors. Crazy finish with two ends. Uh, yeah, checks one, eight, five. Serena was hooting and hollering from the living room. I wasn't watching because I was sticking to my thing that I'm not watching now that they're out. Natasha from Winnipeg writes in and she says, happy Friday, Ron. <laughs> Auto correct, got her. NHL, NHL, all stars need all teams involved. Keeps it fun for the guys out there. From Jake Hughes in Calgary, he says it's important, but the all-star game is a joke. It is, but it is what it is. It's a necessary evil. And uh, gather around, kids, let me tell you something. I am, you probably, I hope everybody's noticed, what a bouncy, happy mood I've been in of late. It's because I've let a lot of things go. Stuff like this. We're never going back to what it used to be in all-star games to the good old days you're all saying the nhl all-star game's a joke in a lot of ways it is they've made changes this year for the toronto one to make it better from what it was here last year in sunrise but 
gather around kids. Let me tell you a story about the Western Hockey League when we used to have the Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference and every team was represented and fans would come in and we'd pack the barns. Fans would come in from all across Western Canada, the Pacific Northwest of the United States. Yeah, and we would have luncheons the day of the game and we'd bring in a guest speaker like Dennis Hull who we had to open the barley in the hotel so we could get his wine and by the time he was speaking his teeth were all stained from red wine and he was making inappropriate jokes on the mic and the head coach of the Western Conference, Brent Peterson, called Regina a jerkwater town and said the All-Star games were a waste of time that all happened and it was awesome <laughs> we're not going back to those times unfortunately but don't cry because it was over smile because it happened we're going to move on to week two sorry point two which is week 18 games in the national football league and we're not going to play deal or no deal right now because we don't have time for our exclusive betting partner bet regal but I was, I was writing it down with the point spreads from our official betting partner. And although the, this is a throwaway weekend for some teams and some games are junk, Darren, I'm sure you've done a little bit of research. Like the Patriots-Jets game, bad. Uh, Eagles-Giants, and eh, Eagles, they've already cooked their goose. I don't think that's that big of a game. But there, there are some big ones, like Tampa Bay, for instance. If Tampa Bay wins at Carolina, they clinch the South. And who would have thought that would happen? There, there's some big game. And, and then the one here. I said I was going to spend more time on it today than yesterday. Buffalo at Miami. Uh, it's, if there was ever a better illustration that it's a marathon, not a sprint, it's this. I can't even turn on the radio or the news because it's too depressing. Tyreek Hill's house burned down. Bradley Chubb, the sack leader for the Dolphins, this season's done because he tore his ACL the other last week in Baltimore. They're, all, they're crying. It's all negative, Darren. Their best season in 20 years, and now they're just saying we suck. Uh, the Bills are even favored on the road here in Miami Sunday night in prime time. The Dolphins are the underdogs at home. See what I'm, see what I'm saying? You got to keep yeah. that even pace if you can, but pe people and the fans and the they just can't, they just can't do it. Well, and it was the opposite in Buffalo early in the year. They're thinking if they have to move on from Josh Allen, if he can't be the guy. And as the yeah. season rolled on, they're like, this guy should is an MVP. And now when the Pro Bowl rosters get announced, you talk about snubs. You know, that's a big snub that Josh Allen is sitting outside the Pro Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is in the Pro Bowl. Um, and they've had kind of opposite seasons in terms of numbers and statistics. Josh Allen's probably more deserving. So, yeah, they're favorites. We, you know, we kind of talked about them being favorites in the game against Dallas, talking about the Bills, and a little shocked about that. But the odds makers, once again, have it right, you know, and as Buffalo rolls in for a chance yeah. to win the division, what a you know, kind of tailspin it's been for the Dolphins a little bit. A team with tons of talent that, can still win a Super Bowl. That's how tight the NFL is. Yes, and I guess now would be a good time to tell you our poll question today for Key Auto Group is this. And by the way, at Key Auto Group, we're safety, experience, peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. It is who will go further in the NFL playoffs, the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys? And I appreciate Carlos in Indianapolis for sending us this question yesterday because I thought it was a good one. I kind of need to recuse myself.
because I live here in Miami and I cheer for the Cowboys historically. I'm just too close to it. I'm not unbiased. So I voted for the Cowboys because that's my team and I want them to go further. 60% of respondents saying that it will be the Cowboys that go further. They're having a hell of a season. Dak is having a MVP season at quarterback for Dallas. But they're not out of the woods yet. Who are you voting for, Miami or Dallas, Darren? Who's going further in the NFL playoffs? I'm going to vote Dallas. I see Dallas in that NFC championship game against the 49ers. I don't know that, that Miami's going to be in the AFC championship. I think this weekend's game is going to go a long way on that. I think they're going to have a tougher road to get there. So I'll vote Dallas. A couple of things I saw. C.D. Lamb, did he not set the Cowboys record for yards and touchdowns? Um, in a season passing Michael yeah. Irvin. So, I mean, they're doing a lot of great things. You mentioned Dak's MVP type season. So I'll pick Dallas to go further than Miami. Regular season makes all-stars. Playoffs make legends. Where do I start? <laughs> you want to talk, talk Cowboys? You want to compare Super Bowl rings and Michael Irvin's three? I, you know, obviously, you know how I feel about Troy Aikman. He feels like family to me. And uh, remember when they were comparing Patrick Mahomes to Aikman? And he, remember what he said? He was, Troy can literally say whatever he wants. He's that kind of guy that could fart into the microphone and get a standing ovation. Nobody would care because it's Troy Aikman. But he said, talk to me when he's got three Super Bowl rings. Well, he's got two. <laughs> so are we starting the conversation, Troy? He's getting close. Kevin the Medium has checked in. The irrational fan from the West Coast. He didn't hear um, Jeff the Stamps fan trash-talking him earlier in the week when he said Kevin is the biggest homer of any sports fan he knows. That's saying a lot. But there, there's some fun stuff on the, uh, the NFL Week 18. We'll get into a lot more of it next hour. And because it is a football Friday and Darren is a CFL guy, as am I, we're going to spend way more time on this next segment with Jim Barker. And if you have questions for our football analyst presented by EMJ Marketing, get them in now. Get them in now so I can read them in the break. But here's your CFL news today. There's a lot. Bo Levi Mitchell has agreed to what looks like about a 50% pay cut with Hamilton. The Edmonton Elks released quarterback Taylor Cornelius ahead of a big roster bonus he was due. And three, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders releasing um, veteran outside linebacker Derek Moncrief, which I think is unfortunate because his contract was up anyways. I guess they must have, I don't know, released him because of other opportunities. I don't know. But of that news, that's just off the top of my head. It's nice to have the CFL on the news. It is. It is great to have the CFL in the news. Unfortunately, you know, guys getting released ahead of roster bonuses, we don't love that. But we, you know, Aaron Grimes, another guy who's going to be leaving Edmonton, and we don't know where he's going to land. So there's going to be some movement as we head towards free agency in February. Um, it's exciting, and it is good to have the CFL in the news. And the Bo news, meaning he's probably he's coming back for another year, not going to the, uh, the broadcasting world yet. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in Hamilton, too. So fun stuff to follow. Well, it's fun. And listen, it is January, folks, if you haven't noticed. So we do talk hockey about four days out of the week, but we save Fridays for football. So whatever you guys want to talk, we haven't got to the national championship yet, but we will. Michigan, Washington on Monday night. The CFL stuff, like with Bo, when he... 
came in in garbage time in the playoff game last year for the Hamilton Tiger Cats against Montreal and what he said afterwards, basically, if you're not going to play me in the biggest game of the year, what does that tell you about my future here? Didn't we all think he was done? I thought he was done. 100%. And I should not take people at their word, especially right after an emotional game. You shouldn't do that. You know, so it's a little surprising to me that that Bo is coming back because he's the one that said it. So anyways, we got a lot to get to with Jim Barker next, and Moose will rejoin us in hour two. Thank you, sir. You bet. It is a Football Friday, and our football analyst Jim Barker joins us next. We are live on the Game Plus television network. That's all across Canada on national television. Also on the air in 31 states. We're on the radio in Atlanta, WQEE, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus, with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the Telemiracle Online 50-50 raffle is live. You can buy your tickets at telemiracle5050.com. Once again, we're so pleased and proud to support and promote this event. But you got to be over 18 years of age to buy the tickets in physically in the province of Saskatchewan. Tickets are on sale until February 23rd at 4 p.m. SAS time. Winner gets half the pot. All proceeds go to Telemiracle 48, supporting Saskatchewan's charity. Visit telemiracle.com to learn how the Kinsman Foundation is helping people every day in the 306 to improve their independence and quality of life. Do it now. Get in early. Okay, with Jim Barker joining us now, our football analyst, there's a lot of roads we can go down, Jim. If you don't mind, we've got NFL Week 18, we got the Natty Monday night, and we got some big CFL news today. Bo mm -hmm. Levi taking a 50% pay cut to stay in the hammer. Uh, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with the CFL. Because I, I don't think we get enough that the CFL gets enough of this is a really interesting time. I mean, we got one more week left before that January 15th date when payments are due. Now, you said Taylor Cornelius has been cut. I've heard it's just that's still hasn't happened for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's because they're going down the McLeod Bethel Thompson route and waiting to see what happens there because he's going to have some options. There are some teams that will be interested in him, um, no question. Obviously, Hamilton comes off the board by, you know, re coming to an agreement with Bo Levi, um, which I was happy to see. I think that's a, a good move for both sides. Uh, but Ottawa, we don't know what they're going to do with Mazzoli, and are they going to go after McLeod? Uh, Tommy Condell, the new offensive coordinator, had him in, uh, in Toronto, so knows him well. Uh, 
obviously Edmonton has has arisen as a which shocked me. I'm going to be honest with you, Rod. That one, that one shocked me that that Edmonton was going to do that. I mean, obviously Cornelius, they have to make the move on him from a money standpoint. It'll cost them a hundred thousand more if they don't cut him by next Monday, because um, he has a hundred thousand on Monday. And then he has a guarantee of a hundred on his salary. And I originally thought that hundred could be counted as his hundred, but it can't. So if they pay him the hundred, they still owe him another hundred on the uh, the guarantee that went through the last collective bargaining agreement. So uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting time. And McLeod Bethel Thompson kind of throws an interesting wrench into the entire thing as to what's going to happen. Our team's going to be wanting to go on Drew Brown and putting their eggs in that basket. Uh, in Ottawa, you have Sean Burke going into his third year, um, basically four wins a year. It's important for him to win. Does he want to go with a Drew Brown or McLeod Bethel Thompson that's a little more uh, a little more set in terms of what he's done in this league? Uh, the more interesting one is Edmonton. I mean, they've gone down the Trey Ford path. Um, you know, Ron Lancaster used to tell me, if you choose to take a Canadian quarterback, you're going to be put, you're going to be, you know, have a lot of decisions made for you. Um, I think it would be, a, could be a potential disaster if he goes out and signs him and starts off poorly with McLeod Bethel Thompson and Trey Ford sitting on the bench. Now, there are a lot of people. A lot of people in the media, a lot of people I work with that believe Trey Ford is the, the, the next great Canadian quarterback and that he deserves an opportunity to get a chance to play. So if you don't play him, like I say, I, the, the, the media backlash could be, could be uh, you know, quite high. So it, that was just really interesting to me that they were, you know, thinking about going down that path. So I don't know. It's uh I, I find the whole situation uh really, really interesting. And then you have Streveler who worked out with the Bears yesterday, who's another potential starting quarterback that's that could be out there. So it's uh it's interesting times. Well, <clears throat> this is a direct quote because I stole it from 3downnation.com. The Edmonton Elks are releasing quarterback Taylor Cornelius, according to a report from TSN's Farhan Lalji. I got to ask you this because you've uh, negotiated so many contracts in your time. Why do they put these offseason bonuses in? What are their benefits? Because if I was a player, it's just setting you up to be cut ahead of the bonus. That's what we hear every winter. Why, do, why, why is it so important to have those in the deals? Well, agents want them in because it forces a team's hand. If if they didn't have to pay Taylor Cornelius a hundred thousand until, uh, you know, April or maybe report and pass when it when camp starts, he then would be kind of left in the uh, lurch at the last minute with nowhere to go. At least what he's going to know is I'm going to know which direction they want to go. That's why most of these quarterbacks have these January 15th dates or high price players. They have these January 15th dates because they want to know, am I in this team's plans 
Because if you get cut, I mean, a popular thing that that used to happen in this league a lot, it's not not happening as much, but they get to training camp and then they take a high priced guy and say, listen, we want you here, but you're going to have to take a lot less money. And at that point, he can't go out and negotiate a deal because everybody's rosters are filled. So the whole I guarantee you there's not a GM that wants to put uh, a payment like that in. There's not one. That all comes from the player and him wanting to know what direction is this team going? Am I a part of their plans? Camper27 watching writes in and says, great question. Thank you. I pride myself on that. And I've always wanted to ask somebody that knew. And you're the guy, Jim. Um, so, hey, this, this Bo Levi thing, did you ever think with what he said after that playoff game that there was any doubt he was going to come back? Or was this just a formality that he would be back? You know, well, the, anything the you hear a happen, player, obviously. Yeah. Anything you hear a player or coach say immediately after a game like that, especially and with what happened to Bo Levi, I take it with a grain of salt. Um, the bottom line is they've changed head coaches. They, there's, a ma there's major changes that have happened. Now, the guy that coached him and dealt with him is the guy who's now the head coach. So uh, obviously they came to an agreement. I know they had some, some issues during the season, some things of uh, probably the coach wondering whether or not Bo was too ingrained in his ways to be able to do things the way he needed them done. And Bo wondering whether or not he could do the things that coach was going to be asking him to do when he's done it another way for so many years. So um, obviously they've sat down, they've gone through it all. And uh, I think that Bo is, he's smart enough to understand the, the problems that happened to him this year and that they can't afford to to pay him what they did. Now, I'm sure he's got escalators in there and things that can get him back up in that ballpark if he has the kind of year that that they need him to have. So, uh, again, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I would never listen to a player right after a game because they're emotional. And they say the first thing in their head. It's why I have never in my life gone on Twitter or any of those things because I'm emotional and I'll say something that I shouldn't say. And once you have a chance to think about it, you say, well, that's probably not the smartest thing for me to say. So uh, I'm glad they worked it out. I think Bo Levi is good for the league. I love him in, at TSN, but um, his time's not there yet. He, he still has time on the field. I believe. I believe that the match with Scott, uh, if they can get on the same page, can be fantastic. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. This whole season, I mean, I can't wait for training camps to get started because of all the storylines. And there's going to be so much movement in free agency. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting CFL season. Let's take a swing <clears throat> at our poll question today for Kiata Group, and that is who goes further in the NFL playoffs, the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys? They're both good teams, but they both have their problems. Who do you think's still playing in the end, or at least goes the first? I think Dallas. I think Dallas. Um, I just I like their defense better than I like Miami's. I think Miami's solid. 
Um, Miami's got great athleticism on offense. I mean, this game tomorrow, like for Buffalo, um, it could very well be a win or you're out situation. You know, if the Titans, I think it's what the Jaguars or uh, if the Jaguars happen to win, uh, I, I don't know the exact scenario, but there's two teams that would have to win. They would be completely out of it. Now, you want to talk about a game that's important, the chance to win the division in Miami, the last game of the season. That's pretty exciting. And I think, honestly, I think mm-hmm. Buffalo needs this. I, I really do. I think that um, Buffalo still has questions. They just play like they have questions. You watch Stephon Diggs run routes and some of his body language. You just get the feeling they have questions. They need to find themselves again. And and this is the kind of game they can do that. I think the last couple of weeks they've played okay. They've played good enough to win. But um, this game will be to go on the road in Miami in a game they, they maybe have to win or they're out of the playoffs. I, again, it's, it's going to make them battle-tested. And, um, you know, it's, it's, to me, that's, it's one of the best games of the year is that game that's right in your backyard. So you need to get over there. Yeah, I go to one game a year, and I've already gone. Um, but I'll tell you what, with uh, the, the, the bowl games, the college football playoff semifinals, what doozies. Michigan goes to overtime, beats Alabama, and, oh, and, and hum, humdinger. The and, then, and then Texas almost comes back against Washington. Great games. What do you think of Washington and Michigan Monday night? Well, well I think Washington losing Dylan Johnson, the running back, I think that's a huge loss for them. But... That offensive line's so good. They're so athletic. I've never, I, it's as good a receiving core at the college level as I've seen. I mean, they, I know this is Forehand Lalji's team, and he just, he loves them. And we watched them play one night when he was in the studio with us. So I got a little insight into a lot of their players. And they are, I mean, that, they, they tried to find a way to lose it. They seemed to, in the last, you know, at the end of games, they just, I don't know how they got themselves in that situation. They were coasting, and then all of a sudden, Texas is on the six-yard line, you know, with a chance to win the football game. And um, again, what? Oh, and back to the whole college playoff thing, uh, Rod, because we talked about it. And I said Florida State. I thought, thought, look, you know that in in the way I look at the way it should be, Florida State should have been in. But the way they did it, and it came out, nobody can argue with. I mean, it was exactly what college football playoffs should be. Two phenomenal games against teams that were very different, just like Washington, Michigan, very different teams, which we also, Rod, have to talk about Jim Harbaugh because some things, exciting things are going on with him that we talked about. But, uh, you know, it was just, it, to me, it was, it was one of the best evenings that New Year's night of football and I was up till one thirty, watching to the very end that I've ever seen, ever. And again, can the can the championship game Washington Michigan match it? I think it can, because I don't think either team is the kind of team that's going to get blown out. Um, I, I think both quarterbacks are are efficient in different ways. Penix is such an accurate passer, and McCarthy is a guy who just can find a way to make something out of nothing. Uh, you know, Corum is such a great running back, and now the Washington running back's out. 
Both offensive lines are solid. Both defenses are solid. Not great, but solid. Um, I just think it's going to be a fantastic football game. Well, we don't have a lot of time left, but I should. You, you, you mentioned Harbaugh. I'm pulling for him. I loved him as a player. He's getting forced out of the Big Ten. That's the word I hear. And college football overall, I don't know why. They just don't like him. Um, and I, I know he'll go to have success in the NFL. But what's your read okay, on, where did, on the elder Harbaugh? Where did, I say, where did I say he would go three weeks ago? Everybody was saying the Chargers. Chargers. I felt like the Raiders. I felt like the Raiders. And now. Oh, you said Vegas? Put, okay. I, yes. And now put things together. So his team's playing in Pasadena, California uh, at the Rose Bowl. And during that week, he gets together with Don Yee, who is, you know, one of the premier agents in the NFL, real good friend of mine, um, because I'm from Pasadena. So I know Don and have known him for years. Um, They get together and he's going to become Jim's agent. Now, Don Yee was also Tom Brady's agent. Tom Brady is rumored as becoming a part owner of the of the Las Vegas Raiders. He's he's being rumored as being that guy. To me, it all ties together. It's like it's like it's already a done deal that Harbaugh is going to be in Las Vegas. I think when they fired um, when they fired McDaniel's, they also fired their GM, and I thought that was they want to allow Harbaugh to pick his own guy to be that if that's what he wants. I just think it's been a done deal for a while. Done deal. Well, this has been fantastic. And, and when you get these scoops, you, you forward them to us, not those TSN guys, Jim. We're it's here with us every scoop. week now. This uh, is all thanks. not a scoop. This is strictly me uh, it's a rumor. Deuce. Yeah. <laughs> there is a I got you. I got you. Yeah, that's what I say, too. <laughs> That's what I say, too. Okay, thank you, Jim. We'll see you in a week. Enjoy the games. All right, Rod. Our uh, weekly chats with Jim Barker, our football analyst, brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They'll provide the perfect keynote speaker for your event. Look up Joe at emjmarketing.com. Sports update coming up and viewer takeover. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me, or email petersonrecovery at aol.com. It's never too late. RP Show continues on a football Friday, and uh, man, was that a great chat with Jim Barker, A. It always is. We've got a lot of news, breaking news, both football-wise and otherwise here on this Friday. From the Canadian Football League, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have granted linebacker Derek Moncrief his release. I am told you can expect him to stay in the West Division. 
Quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell has agreed to a roughly 50% pay cut to stay with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in 2024. And the Edmonton Elks are releasing quarterback Taylor Cornelius ahead of a $100,000 roster bonus. Jim Barker, last segment, explained why they put those bonuses in these contracts. I still don't understand it. Go back and watch it again. From the hockey world, the Winnipeg Jets aim for five straight wins tonight when they visit the Anaheim Ducks in NHL play. Winnipeg is coming off a 2-1 victory over San Jose last night in the first of a three-game road trip. That's 10 losses in a row for the Sharks. Elsewhere, Carolina is at Washington and Chicago will be at New Jersey. The first 32 NHL All-Stars were revealed on Thursday night. Leafs star Austin Matthews was among the headliners for the East, being the league's leading goal scorer at 30 goals. In the West, Oilers star Connor McDavid and Chicago Blackhawks rookie sensation Connor Bedard highlighted the group. The sports updates brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for landmark cinemas in theaters now, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Here's the story. When an ancient power is unleashed, Aquaman must forge an uneasy alliance with an unlikely ally to protect Atlantis and the world from irreversible devastation. Starring Ben Affleck, Jason Momoa, Dolph Lundgren, and Nicole Kidman. Remember her? I feel like she was Taylor Swift before there was Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here in the studio. And uh, there's been a lot going on. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. They do bring you our CFL coverage during the season. Ask for them by name at your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Sober Carpenter. You see, I don't have it up on my set anymore because I drank it all. To make a note of that, Rod, go get more Sober Carpenter today. They sell it at Total Wine. They sell it at Total Wine and Spirits here in South Florida. Um, Herb is watching in Melville, Sask, home of the millionaires, Ron Hextall and Tim Shoveldey. Herb writes in and says, there's a commercial saying TSN doesn't respond to texts in a negative manner. Please, tomorrow on your show, say how corporate Canada controls TV here. It's so frustrating. Unbelievable. How about that? Mark, were you listening to that? Because I, really I really have no idea what he's talking about. Do you know what he's talking about? Nah, Clark doesn't. <laughs> Clark, move on. Move along. I, it's Canada, dude, where they don't post news to Facebook. Like, <clears throat> when are you going to figure it out? Not you, Herb and Melville. I mean, all of Canada. And this ain't a political show. That's where we thank you, Clark, for the advice to move on. He ain't just a pretty face, Clark Monroe. Hell yes. BW in Edmonton writes in <laughs> and says, hashtag squirrel moment. He says, I think the next UFL expansion, they should look at where USCFL teams were. They are already in three former CFL locations. Listen, they just need to play a damn game. 
Here's my best Jim Mora impression where we'll say, expansion? You want to talk about expansion? Let's just play a damn game. Talk about expansion. United Football League, my God, I'm surprised. I'm shocked if they even make it to the first week. And I, yeah, I've become that guy. Hey, huh? I don't mind admitting when I'm wrong. It doesn't happen very often, so it's easy to keep track of. But the rock, the XFL thing, I kind of go back and forth on the CFL. I don't like a lot of things the CFL does, but in this moment, I'll say they were right, that they should not have partnered with the rock. Now, I still, I don't, listen, I look forward, not back. But when you look at that 2020 season being wiped out in the Canadian Football League, I still think the commissioner threw out a red herring, a smokescreen, and I bet Randy Ambrosi that they were talking to The Rock about talking about talking. And it annoys me that I fell for it. Good on him. Jay in Winnipeg writes in and he says, enough of all this nonsense, RP. When's the whole show going to be dedicated to your Winnipeg Jets? You already have a show. It's called Winnipeg Sports Talk. For that, we mentioned the Jets winning at San Jose and they're at Anaheim tonight. You know when we'll dedicate the whole show to the Winnipeg Jets? When they're in the Stanley Cup Final. Write it down. When the Winnipeg Jets make it to the Stanley Cup Final, we'll do a a whole show on it. And maybe we'll even go to it. We're going to take a timeout, and it's going to be all viewer takeover next. It's a football Friday here. So many of you love it. Get your comments and questions in now. Moose returns in hour two, and uh, Gus Farratt's going to be with us as well. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Okay, uh, you are in luck. This is an audience takeover segment the whole way because we've already got the sports update out of the way for our friends at Common Crown and Landmark Cinemas. Fake Gainer writing in on the Sober Carpenter text line 902-518-33. Sober Carpenter says, hey, hypothetical, you can only keep one. NCAA bowl season or the World Juniors Tournament? Which one are you keeping? Signed, El Sasco from the Sketch, sent via BlackBerry. Does BlackBerry's work underground? How about that? How about that? Well, it's the World Juniors. It's the World Juniors, Clark. Come on. That's a historical thing, and that's just me. There's a lot of people going to say, no, 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 no. It's got to be the bowl season. And does that include the college football playoff, which next year will be expanding to 12 teams from its current four? Nah, it's, it's World Juniors for me. <laughs> you know, it's not a big shock probably for a lot of you now that you've seen enough of Serena on the air. She's that gal watching every game at the World Juniors. 
including this morning's bronze medal game where the Czechs beat Finland 8-5. Came back to do it. Finland was up 5-4 with like five minutes to go. Cheshire comes back and wins at 8-5, but she's plotting out the future. Next year's World Juniors in Ottawa. The year after that in Minnesota. Did you know that? It was just announced Minnesota. She told me that. I had heard, and I guess it was fake news, that it was going to be in Seattle. And then after that, do we know? Oh, back to Canada. I don't know. I called the World Juniors games. I haven't called a bowl game yet. Still got a lot of years left in this career, but historically for me, it's you, you got to have the World Juniors. So Jay Miller writes back and says, uh, he says, thankfully, I've never seen one of The Rock's films. Life is good. Hey. Potato, potato. I do feel like we try to keep it positive here. I really feel like that. We do. And I really like The Rock. I like his story. I like him. And I guess maybe I fell victim to the star power of The Rock. Well, it looked like the CFL was going to die, by the way, in 2020. What do we say? My good friend Jim Hobson, who's probably watching the show right now, the former president of the Riders, when you look back at what were historically bad decisions, he always said, well, it was the right decision at the time to not partner with The Rock. For them, I guess the CFL is out of the woods. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen it. I like growth. I like expansion. I like change. But I understand not everybody does. If anything, can we get the stats working? John um, says, I'm not sure why the Rough Riders released Derek Moncrief. Why? 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 Another reason I can't stand this regime. Well, I've been speaking to the Moncrief camp, and they're saying Derek asked for his release. Does that change your opinion? Ah! Jeff, the Stams fan, says, remember when everyone was fawning over The Rock and his ex? How their promotional skills would make the XFL a sure success? You're right, Jeff. I, I will allow you this time to make a victory lap on the whole thing. For sure. Jeff in Yorkton says, Rod, I would have loved for The Rock to be involved in the CFL, just not with the XFL. Well, the XFL was for sale. And the CFL was not. And The Rock bought them out of bankruptcy. He got a cheap deal on a team. Eight teams, actually. John Ohm says, Derek Moncrief gave so much to the riders on and off the field. They don't care. Ah, uh, 15 seconds, Clark says. Well, I can do that by breathing in and out. Uh, deal or no deal next hour. More of all of this football talk and Gus Farad, too, after this brief pause. Stick around.